0: Hello, travel Podcast All right, assalamualaikum and welcome to another episode of the Halal Travel Podcast, where we interview inspirational Muslims from all over the world. So you know, we all now live in Singapore and Singapore is a multi-ethnic multi-racial country with a lot of different foreigners different races different religions Mm -hmm. and we take pride in the fact that we can live uh, harmoniously with everybody so one thing that I think most Singaporeans do not have the privilege of is to speak to our migrant workers Mm -hmm. right to understand more about their journey to Singapore and what we can learn because most of the time we're just like oh I think we are just like an introverted country lah Mm -hmm. so now today we are extremely excited to have one um Margaret real worker, his name is Nazrul Islam on our podcast. So say hi, Nazrul. Hi,
1: everyone. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam.
2: To- thank you for
0: coming.
1: Yes. you uh, almost <laughs> welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me for the, get to know about our background, how we live in Singapore, how we contribute to your society and my society as well. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us actually. Yeah. So, I'll just like give a brief introduction, but I don't think it'll be that brief because his resume mm. is very, very long. So I have my notes on my MacBook and I'm just going to like read it out. Okay? Okay. So Nazrul Islam is a co-founder and executive committee member of Help Societies International and secretary of the Marine Parade Toastmaster Club. Okay, so he has been in Singapore for I think um, more than 10 years mm-hmm. and um, he has worked as an occupational safety, health and environmental professional for the last 10 years. <laughs> la. And not only that, he also served as an English teacher at Shaw Lodge Dormitory and also volunteer for Migrant Worker Trainer Centre at SDI Academy as a career consultant. So you think that's all, but you know what, he actually went ahead to have yeah. his Bachelor's in Environmental and Occupational Health and Safety from university of newcastle my gosh you have a lot of things going for you nazro how does it feel <laughs> not too? really yeah really i, I doubt that yeah so oh, I, okay. <laughs> so i think um for our listeners out there uh, you could just share with us um starting from the beginning um how do you travel to singapore what made you change your mind or or rather like what made you decide to come to singapore to work hmm.
1: Oh, that's very cultural question to answer. Actually, I was a teenager when before I planned to came to Singapore. Uh, I was just uh, studying in junior college. Mm-hmm. So in the junior college study time, my uh, father' business was uh, not doing very well, and then we are five siblings, including myself. So uh, Hari Raya, am um, Idul Fitri time I came from hostel to back home and then one of my uh, uncle actually he approached me in as I knew about your family, why not you try to go abroad to earn better living for mm-hmm. your family and yourself? I said, why I shall go?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: He told me that you can go to Singapore. Why I should ch- uh, choose a Singapore? He said, I was there for some times, And then I find that Singapore, you can earn quite better than compared to other Middle East countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say okay, all right. Then I have decided, so how I shall go? He told me that in order to go, you have to go to overseas training center in Bangladesh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which is a... Uh, um, actually a test taken mm-hmm. by Singapore uh, Building construction authority and then uh, the there are various training centers. Then I have finally decided to go for that in order to support my siblings and mm-hmm. my parents. And then after Hari Raya celebration I didn't back to my college I back to scale training center.
2: Mm-hmm. So do you do you stop school? Where is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also, I stopped uh, my studying, yeah, Mm. halfway for junior college.
2: And you also mentioned that um, I think the choice was within um, Middle East and Singapore. So why is it, is it normal for people to work uh, from Bangladesh to work in the Middle East?
1: Yeah, it's uh, those days was a uh, very common to work Middle East, mm. like uh, Saudi, Dubai, Qatar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kuwait, mm-hmm. all those countries. And many my cousins also working there. Mm. And then they are not earning as like uh, Singapore. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm then uh, uh, one word actually encouraged me to choose Singapore. Mm. Today, I was uh, always anger, uh, eager to learn. Then he told me in Singapore, you have opportunity to learn as well while you're working. Mm-hmm. So that is something actually motivate me.
2: Mm, which you are doing now. <laughs> right, according uh, to
1: do yeah, it. I keep doing since <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, Still and learning.
2: At which stage? Oh, sorry. At which age was it?
0: That you decided?
1: That you decided? Uh, I like, oh. When I came, uh, I was about
0: 24.
1: Mm. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it must be very difficult for you to be so far away from your family, especially at that young age. Were you concerned about you know being in a foreign country? Because I think a lot of migrant workers would uh, face the same issue as you, right?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, initially I was worried. Uh, about abroad because uh, I'm most of my cousin when they go abroad I see their family everybody crying you know so uh, being away, so same thing happened to me as well and then I do not have any close uh, um, relatives in Singapore as well those days and then I was worried and after came to Singapore I was worried more Because uh, when I first day arrived, 14 of us actually arrived at 10 p.m. uh, at night in Singapore airport, Changi airport. Then what was happened, the agent uh, came Mm -hmm. forward and told us that, okay, guys, uh, you all wait here. I will come back uh, soon. I will drop some other people and then come back and take you. And those uh, come back uh, took him for 12 hours. Wow. Uh so he come next day about uh after ten a.m. And those time those twelve hours was the uh highly uh, critical, crucial <laughs> for us, 14 of us. Fourteen of us was actually very fresh mm-hmm. in Singapore and we do know nuts about Singapore actually. <laughs> yeah. And then so, yeah. Wait, so
2: wait when you see that twelve hours, where you guys where were you guys at airport?
1: Oh, that's very interesting, yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Why was that, you know? So we actually uh, can't speak uh, English like uh, now I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. Then we actually um, not very familiar with uh, over here people as we are very new. What was happening? And in the airport, there was very cold. Mm -hmm. Mm Yes. So we were actually uh, initially a few hours. We were waiting at the waiting place. So most of the um, people are uh, catching up from there near to the taxi station. Then after waiting a few hours, so uh, we were oh, very cold, you know. Mm. We couldn't sleep. And then was uh, hungry as well.
3: Oh, no. Oh. Uh, very
1: hungry. And then we had a uh, Bangladeshi taka, but actually people told me that uh, uh, you can con- the, convert mm. the money, uh, Mustafa, for an exchange once you come back. Because usually all the Bangladesh uh, people are meeting at Mustafa around mm-hmm. in the Sunday day of day. but um, we that particular time we don't have enough money and then we are put uh, uh, those days you can't buy uh, things like today
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. and we are very cold uh, what has happened then we look out for the place then we go staircase over here over there wherever we go we see many people are uh, lying down yeah. You know, yeah. Not only us, there are many people. Some people came late, then with the midnight, they know where to go mm. because of uh, MRTs off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, those whole night, it was uh, very cold for us and then very hungry. And those days, I'll, I'll never forget uh, in my life. Yeah.
2: Wow! <laughs> I never would have imagined being left in an airport like in a foreign airport, and I do not know how to speak the, the language, language. Yeah. for twelve hours. I feel so lost, like yeah.
3: lost in translation. <laughs> <It's> like <the laughs> move.
2: I just want to know, like, when you say you went for the course, was it for the course? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys actually learn?
1: Sorry, could you repeat, please?
2: Uh, someone suggested. I think your uncle suggested that you go for. This course
1: in Bangladesh mm, before yeah. you come to Singapore, right? Yeah. So what do you guys learn there? uh this course called steel reinforcement. still you know, mm. uh, all the building mm, they have yeah, the steel mm. steel bar is uh, usually called rebar. So in order to make a column and beam and slab for the building, so there should have the um, a reverse, you know. Mm. So they actually are giving us uh, some sort of doing. They have the few projects over there. Mm-hmm some called cantilever, some called pile cap, some called new uh, It's like a shape. some uh, is a, like cantilever type. So all those uh, projects you need to make by a rebar. So those rebar actually initially they uh, teach you uh, how to read the drawing. So after you get to know how to read the drawing then they will give you one drawing and some rebars and will give a cutter. So you need to see the drawing according to drawing you need to cut those rebar, and you need to use a bar bender that's mm-hmm. called to, in order to rebar bending. You need to bend the rebar yourself manually and then you need to tie all those rebar together and make sure a structure stand.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So they teach you the basics, there. uh basics. Uh, and then the worst part is that the those rebar of first day give you, they are not giving you everyday new rebar. So mm-hmm. end of the everyday class, so you have to dismantle whole project, oh, no. <laughs> and then and <laughs> then goodbye. you have to make all those rebar straight for next day. Project after uh,
2: bending there,
1: yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. your heart
2: must be very painful after that.
3: all
0: yeah, <laughs> oh, my heart exactly. was gone.
2: Um, Nastu, I
3: have a question. So, like, when you were younger back in Bangladesh, like, did you what? What was uh, your aspiration? Like, where did you want to be? You see yourself being in the construction industry, or do you want uh, to be something else?
1: Actually, I also always wanted to become uh, an engineer. Mm. Yeah, okay. So, and back home, I had no opportunity because of those uh, things happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then after I came to Singapore, uh, this uh, dream has been, uh, I have achieved uh, uh last uh, four months back. Oh. So last four months, <laughs> yeah, in February, I have uh, joined as a project engineer. I was a safety professional for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So after 10 years, uh, due to uh, some coincident Mm -hmm. and i happened to join as an engineer
0: congratulations yeah Yeah, it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) you must be very proud of yourself and i think your family
1: would also be proud of you alhamdulillah i'm very Mm -hmm. happy for that what i'm i have achieved right now yeah
0: Yeah. So do you think your other peers, um, all the other migrant workers in Singapore could also follow your footsteps? Uh, What do they have to do in order to achieve their dreams to become, for instance, a project engineer, for instance? yeah.
1: Well, actually, uh, this is a long process, not a one day task. Uh, In order to become an engineer, either you should have a diploma or degree in back home in our own country Mm -hmm. and come back here. Or you need to study here, either mm-hmm. Singapore Poly or any other polytechnic or any other private institute.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you you can go for university like NMAS NTU or any other university. There are a lot of foreign universities. Uh, there have campus here in Singapore and also you know, some distance learning. So uh, you have to choose the subject and uh, you have to see where it is available and then whether it is uh, affordable for you or time management. Time is a a significant issue Mm -hmm. for us, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then those are migrant brothers in order to become, not me, I will not suggest to become me, (laughs) become a better than me. Mm -hmm. So that is something you should uh, aim for. And then in order to do that, you need to start from bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in order to, because... uh, If you want to go for higher study, uh, there is a lot of costs. So in order to, those are getting $1,000, $1,500 salary, Mm. it's not easy for them to go for those courses. So therefore they need to initially, they need to do short courses and get uh, gradually promoted to next level. So when you get the reasonable salary, uh, when you can survive your family and yourself, then you should uh, plan for a bigger course, which I did. Mm. So what I did was um, I start from the uh, lifting supervisor course, which is uh, just $300 initially. And then how I did was uh, I saved at least 5 to 10% of my salary every month for upgrading myself.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: till today, I'm also doing that, yeah.
2: Yeah. So like how um how long did, have you worked in Singapore until you were offered the lifting supervisor? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what was okay, it? What else, uh, yeah. Was it or was it just not the lifting supervisor, is it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a lifting supervisor course, but I get, didn't do that job. So what was happening when I first start work at Marina Bay Sands, uh-huh. you know, that's Marina Bay Sands IR job. Hotel. Yeah, that's my first job. So... I see every day, the uh, lifting supervisor, they signal when they are giving signal to crane and Mm. supervising, and you know, they don't need to carry manually anything. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: They're mostly using the crane to Mm. hoist. And then uh, they are earning much better than me, what I was earning that particular time. And one of my uh, co-worker, he approached me, Nasrul. Uh, He actually came a few months earlier than me. Uh, He told me, Nasrul, you want to become lifting supervisor, you can earn more money. So mm. what I need to do is say, let's go for lifting supervisor course. Mm. So I, it was after six months, uh, um, spent in Singapore. Then yeah. I said, okay, let's go for it. And <laughs> I went to Tetong training center, uh, myself and he, and we passed the exam.
3: Mm. And
1: then mm. I didn't do that job <laughs> Then uh, Within another few months I took a safety supervisor course
2: mm. A what? Two? Safety supervisor
1: safety. Safety. And And within one year I was uh, promoted as a Assistant site supervisor mm.
2: uh,
1: Then I, from there After uh, two years uh, Working <clears throat> for that particular project and Then project is end mm. uh, And that and then there is no new job for that particular company which I work for, then I have to change. Uh, that is the, all the action came. Hmm.
3: Oh.
1: Uh, yeah, so what I did, I approached one of my subcontractor, uh, safety manager, I said, sir, I have uh these are the course as you saw me in this project, how I work, so I would like to join your company. Mm-hmm. So yes, sure, why not, yeah? Uh, then uh, I paid a, a bit uh, amount of money for the processing fee for the company,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is very affordable. And yeah. And then I joined that company as a safety supervisor. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, wait, I'm curious. Yeah. So um, previously you said that you came to Singapore through an agency, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. this agency did not follow up with you when you're in Singapore?
1: Yeah, this agency, uh, their job, uh, is, uh, uh, only
2: to bring in, yeah, is
1: it? Yeah, they are actually, uh, their job finished in Dhaka city already. How mm. that is. They give us ticket. Then, uh, once we came to Singapore, they have no more responsibility.
2: Oh, mm. so basically you're then on your
1: the own. Com- yeah. So agent actually just arrange uh, the training, and then after the training, they find the company. No matter good or whatever it is, mm-hmm. initially you have no other choice those mm. days. Then they find out random company. If your luck is good, then mm. you will find good company. If not, uh, mm. you will suffer. Yeah. So I, I was right. very lucky to have a good company. Mm. Yeah.
2: And and during those times when you are when you are very new to Singapore, you were living in a dormitory.
1: Yes, uh, I was uh, uh, living in the dormitory.
2: So and this dormitory is like you pay for it on your own, like it's not part of the agency, right?
1: Uh, no, actually uh, those are dormitory um, fee actually paid by company, not by agent. Mm. So oh, those uh, migrant worker in Singapore, if they are in work permit holder, And then their accommodation should uh, pay by company unless uh, their contract is different. Mm, Yeah, mm -hmm. both parties agree. You know, some people still have their work permit, but they have to pay because they are uh, getting higher salary Mm. Uh, due to quota limitation. Sometimes they couldn't get the SPAS or EP. Yeah.
3: How about now? Are you staying in dormitories?
1: Uh no I'm staying in HDB right now.
3: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you are staying uh, on your own?
1: Yeah, I'm staying my own.
3: Okay, how how does
0: it feel like to have your own apartment? Mhm
1: um actually not myself only stay mm-hmm. here we are staying here six percent mm-hmm. because uh, one person can't afford to have a sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know facts, the yeah. you know the facts right yes. yeah even I yeah. And, uh, yeah so for us it's a uh, uh, much much difficult right yeah yes yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm. actually I have a random question so very yep. long time ago I mm. took a safety what was it called a BCA's um,
1: BCSS yeah
0: something like that with all yep. the multiple choice questions right it was so difficult and mm. actually I passed so I'm wondering whether that particular certificate is still
1: valid like does it expire do you know uh, the, those certificate has no expired date oh no yeah, especially, yeah, yeah. so I can so, with so it's still you. valid <laughs> Oh uh, definitely,
0: definitely. Jump. Yeah, I can
1: with you, man. Uh, okay, let's start. It's <laughs> <laughs>
3: <He's>
0: not <always> gonna <laughs> go easy on you. Actually, yeah. I don't mind, you know. Like I you know, whenever we go to like a super uh, shopping centers and all that, and you know, Singapore has so many constructions, and I always look at the migrant workers, they build the scaffolding, and I'm like, how do you climb up? And then just I just watch. So I've always wanted to try it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether. Can
3: or not Start at the bottom, he says, uh, why yeah, not?
1: Definitely can. My <laughs> second um second company, my co um safety coordinator was uh, mm-hmm. a local Chinese lady. Mm. Uh, so she actually gradually now become already safety manager. Mm-hmm. But if you embark on those uh, projects, mm-hmm. uh, you can gradually improve safety supervisor, coordinator, officer, manager, mm-hmm. even uh, regional manager. You can be.
2: Whoa!
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. you can send it your resume <laughs> after this.
2: Okay, so now you're working with you. Are you still working with the initial company?
1: Uh, no, this is my fifth company actually. Oh, I, I am mm-hmm. working for hmm. actually. I have not had to change a uh, company very often, but due to COVID 19 last one year, I yep. changed three companies. Ooh. and then last whole 13 years i changed only two companies right <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. because more. after COVID-19 i joined a, in a company uh, but mm. uh, unfortunately that company bankrupt mm. oh, no. mm. because so of COVID? i had no choice is
3: it because of COVID
1: uh, they're actually facing fi- financial difficulties oh, okay. uh, since 2018, okay. but uh, I was very unlucky to read those news mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. and
1: uh, join before join that company. Mm. Mm. But uh, actually Alhamdulillah, uh, Allah has always a better plan for us. True. So that is why I become engineer today. If not, I will, I will be only safety officer. <laughs> yeah, that's <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> true.
2: Annyeong, welcome to Jeju South Korea, the island of beautiful nature, the best beaches, and home to some of the most scenic road trips. Indulging only the best classic and halal Korean food scene, and enjoy the laid-back lifestyle here on this island. Get your legs ready to hike up the Songsan Ilchubong to see the amazing view of this little town. And maybe say hello to the Hanyo, the majestic female divers right by the ocean. And one thing you can never miss on this island is the million-dollar sunset at Depot Chisang Jolly Cliff. All of that right here in Jeju, South Korea.
0: yeah so you know um i've had the privilege of working with a bangladeshi worker very long time ago um we were working in like a particular carnival <laughs> la. so i would say that whenever i meet um, a bangladeshi worker um they have a very big heart so i can give you an example la. the guy that i met right um so we were, we had to work 12 hours um on our feet we had no choice to sit, uh, we had no option to sit down so we are always standing for the entire um 12 hours um, five days a week for that particular event. Lah. Um, and oh, then, okay. yeah, so the only time you get to sit down was during lunchtime or during dinner. So when we had dinner one day, I don't know why the company decided to, you know, tapau or like order this particular meal. And somehow or other, he saw me gag. Like I couldn't swallow the food. So he saw me do that. And then um, he opened, he was about to open his dinner, his packet of food. And then he saw me get, right? So he just like, you want my food? And I said, but I already eat. No, no, no it's okay, it's okay. And he was willing to give up his food, mm. even though he doesn't have any additional ones. So I'm like, wow, such huge humility, not humility, what's the word for it? Generosity. <laughs> yes, generosity. Yes. It's so, the same,
2: is it the same food?
0: No, it's different because we were all from different companies that work mm. in a particular same event. Oh. La. Yeah, so I, I would just want to understand from you, like from your own perceptions, right? Um, what are some of the misconceptions or like the discrimination or stereotypes that um, migrant workers face from Singaporeans?
1: Alhamdulillah, to be honest, uh, uh, till today, uh, migrant wo- especially I talking about Bangladeshi migrant workers, has been able to prove that uh, they are very generous uh, through their work, through their donation, through their volunteering volunteering in Singapore. And then stereotype that uh, we have um, is very general, and we many people think we are not um, same. Yeah, mm. we are not same. Not same. Somebody even think. Um, you know, there is a color different, there is a mm. language different, there is a, you know, slang different, right? Mm. So it's not easy for everyone to accept migrant worker uh, in their community. But yes, there are um, a lot of my friends and like you guys are very welcoming. And then we appreciate uh, all of your gratitude toward, uh, towards us. And then uh, we have observed throughout this pandemic, many locals uh, approach us and many locals has been donated to foods. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, like uh, they also provided various uh, trainings for mental health. Mm-hmm. And until now, they are actually providing many supplies. Also, they are forwarding our message to local uh, authorities to encourage uh, authorities to take care um, well um, to all migrant workers, not only us. And then uh, they has approved it. And before pandemic, uh, uh, most of people, actually they uh, have a lack of uh, knowledge mm-hmm. about our how we live in Singapore. So during pandemic, uh, uh, I hope um, most of them they understood Uh, What is the situation we're facing? Mm. Uh, That is not easy, but we have no other choices. It's not easy to solve those problems one day. But we appreciate uh, the local, how they approach us. And then for us, what we can do is we can uh, build your house and then we can approach you as a um, worker, how we can Mm -hmm. uh, better serve you in different ways.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
1: and then mm-hmm. I hope um, those things we are sitting down right now and those things uh, you used to talk to me and I hope uh, some of uh, our migrant brothers uh, build that mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: so those are still not appreciating the works; uh, they should appreciate and then we are not regret uh, about those people are not appreciating. Mm -hmm. because uh, we also have um, some financial needs Mm -hmm. that is why we are here we are not here to show what I can do or what I am we are here to earn our living and serve Mm -hmm. the community
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and
2: I think think the COVID-19 pandemic was also like very very it's really an eye-opener for me because like remember the time when everyone is under lockdown yeah. during circuit breaker and I just like look at our grasses just overflowing from the pavement <laughs> and just like I'm, I'm in Jumanji or something you know and like it's not until like this happens that you realise that you actually need migrant workers if like as Singaporeans I think we are very, very privileged because we feel like it's not a job for us. Yeah. You know, very, very much um golden spoon kind of children, you know. But then like, I re- it really takes the COVID nineteen to the pandemic to show us that migrant workers are very, very important in our lives. Uh, it's a community la, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanna ask, like, how did um the COVID nineteen pandemic um how was it like for you? Um, like I think we know that uh, people who were living in the dormitories were affected a lot. And was were you living in a dormitory at that point of time?
1: Yeah, Alhamdulillah, I was very lucky mm. to uh, staying in the dormitory those uh, initial days <laughs>
2: uh,
1: until August last year. Mm. Mm. And uh, after se- um, September, I got a new company and I got the uh, uh, s Then I out from dorms. Uh, before that actually i stay outside uh, not in the dorm, because my company earlier they allow us to stay in a private house mm-hmm, uh, whereby uh, rent by company mm-hmm. and before um, pandemic so company has decided to bring all of us to the dormitory then that particular time we had no choice then we have to live in the dormitory until we find something better for our own.
2: And do you, do you have friends who were still in dormitories?
1: Uh, yeah, we were uh, 14 of us in uh, in my room in, in Lodge. <laughs> and then 14 of us was uh, COVID-19 positive. <gasps> I was one of them. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had no choice in uh, uh, April uh, when Circuit Breaker took place. Yeah. Uh, we were in that dorm. And then we're leaving until May 15. So May 15 uh, one of uh, my co- colleague mm. he was uh, sick then he approached to swab test. then certainly he got the positive and rest of us get positive as well next day oh, my. <laughs> after he get positive so we went to test as well ourselves
3: mm.
1: yeah so then all of us become positive but there some of us uh, had no mm. symptoms at mm. all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but some of us was uh, a bit symptom like a running nose mm-hmm. yeah and then we, we the government and the moh actually uh Ministry of health they sent us to expo community care mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then we were there for more than two weeks and declared as a covid free
3: Mm. Uh, it was
1: an uh, excellent experience. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> in what <sense?
1: laughs> Uh Excellent experience uh, in terms of you know, in the dorms. Uh, we are living... Uh, Fourteen of us in ah. a one room, okay. Ooh, okay. and in community center, uh, two of you has a uh, one room, and then you can uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can uh, walk around in the you know expo hall yeah. is quite yeah. big, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. So you can exercise uh, along the uh, hall, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have uh, you can at least walk. Uh, Because of circuit breaker, more than one month, we couldn't go out from Rome. So it was like a blessing. At least uh, we have the opportunity to work around. And then uh, during Ramadan that time, actually. Mm -hmm. So in Ramadan time, we were very happy to um, fasting that Mm -hmm. particular time. And then in Haridaya day, Mm -hmm. uh, we had the chance to pray Mm -hmm. uh, that time uh, together in the community care actually those actually live outside they couldn't have their eat prayer yeah. Yeah. last hour, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah that's right so blessing
0: these yeah. guys yeah I uh, love so the way that you look at things positively you look yeah. at all the blessings that you have instead of like hopping on like you know oh I have a COVID-19 my life is over yeah. but instead you look at the positive things mm. and that's really amazing
2: got yeah. to command
0: you for that man it's
2: like looking at the simplicity of life yeah and then, like we're Singaporeans like I cannot eat out. I cannot <laughs> die out. And do like people who have COVID 19 who are forced to be in expo. Mm. I mm. think they. No windows,
3: are they? i with like, I can't. It's air conditioned. But okay. can you imagine living in that confines of that space and not have natural light coming in through where you are? It's very difficult, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really need to have a good. Uh, be in a good mental space.
0: Yeah. And I would say because I used to work in expo as well, it's super cool. It's cold. It's like Changi airport cold. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Remembering the times. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um also, um yeah. like when you were talking about expo, right? I think I got reminded of the situation right now in Malaysia. Mm. So there's a video which is going around where um COVID nineteen patients are being put in a stadium. And in an enclosed stadium with like baits mm. but I think Singapore's version of that is a bit more is it better because like I think you guys have your own cubicles is it
1: in expo uh, yes yes uh, they have one cubicle and some area have more than two percent some area have two percent mm. some area even one uh, person
2: yeah mm.
1: but, but the arrangement was uh, excellent which uh, made by the Ministry of Health mm-mm. yeah really appreciating those arrangements
2: yeah. But the one in Malaysia, it was just baits. Yep. So there is no cubicle, no privacy at all. They're just baits. And like the most saddening part is that you'll see some of the older ones just like sitting down and like constantly zikir because like they think that they are um reaching their end the of end. life. Yeah. Oh no. yeah. So it's a lot more difficult right now in Malaysia. I mean, thank God we... Didn't get to experience that, yeah. but anyways, uh, yeah. like I was just wondering, like for you guys, when you guys got COVID nineteen, right? I think apart from this appreciating that um you guys get to pray together, etc. Like, did it ever cross your mind that you're gonna be reaching like end of life, etc.
1: Uh, I had no feeling of Mm -hmm. that uh, but uh, I always uh, was very enthusiastic and Mm -hmm. also I encouraged my colleagues and those around me to do physical exercise even though in my room time also I encouraged them to exercise in the room then I was uh, lead them Mm -hmm. and then and in the expo we did same thing as well we even run
2: inside
1: mm. <laughs> uh, yeah and then uh, uh, we, i was very lucky to um, know that one of my uh, roommates he lost six kg after Whoa. the sa- circuit breaker everything <laughs> over yeah <Wow.
2: laughs> very productive circuit breaker
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
2: mm,
3: yeah oh,
1: nice okay. uh, alhamdulillah actually in those pandemic actually is uh, a mind game, actually. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, those pandemics, uh, because of pandemic, people are thinking too nervous. Mm-hmm. Too nervous also emotionally, uh, people get ill. So when the emotionally people are down, uh, mm-hmm. they are getting a lot of sickness. So mm-hmm. um, I, I like to be enthusiastic and mm-hmm. stay active. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. Do you, Nasr, I mean, because of, you know, circuit breaker and COVID, you probably have not seen your family in a while. Uh, Do you, I mean, it's an obvious answer to the question. Like, do you miss them? <laughs> Obviously, yes, you miss them. But like before, like pre-COVID, like how often oh. would you would you fly back home?
1: Uh, You asked me a very shocking question. I <laughs> uh, couldn't stop hearing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: we are your new family now <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that. actually mm, I had family back home mm-hmm. so I have two daughter earlier mm-hmm. and uh, usually uh, I every year I go uh, visit them. So, okay. um, uh, last visit was uh, 2019, uh, okay. November to December 31st, mm. January 1st, uh, 2020, I came Singapore. So um, after I came Singapore last year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, beginning, uh, end of last year actually. Mm. So I get to know another good news, oh. I have a oh. baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was very unlucky, couldn't see him mm-hmm. personally, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, today now he's uh, talking about Baba Baba, but oh. it's <laughs> <That is laughs> really shocking, one, really shocking. Although I'm laughing, but my heart is still, I have a lot of tear. you know.
3: <laughs> once you can, you know, once travel restrictions ease, you probably the first thing you do is fly back home. See them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Mm. absolutely.
3: We hope it. Actually, want
1: to go right now. If in order to go, can go. You know. Um, So after all those achievements, if suddenly I go back and without better plan, Mm. so it could be a disaster for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm.
2: And like, I just got reminded again <laughs> about, about families who have relatives working in Singapore and then their initial family is in Malaysia, in Johor. So they would meet at the... and the borders Mm. and they would say hi and everything Like, and I hear some people who say like what's the point of you know like seeing from far when you can see up close through a video Mm -hmm. but I think it's different you need to have you need to experience it yourself to understand that even like seeing the person from far in real life is like it at least like soothes your heart a
0: little bit and like for Nazu, he Cannot do that. Yep. you know everything is video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it kind of yeah. reminded me of the friend that <sighs> I met last time as well. So <laughs> I asked him. I asked him like, oh, how how's your parents like uh, back in Bangladesh? Yeah. And then he started tearing up, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, every day I uh, my mother called me, and she will always cry, and it makes me sad because back then it wasn't very common for you to have the WhatsApp video and mm-hmm. all that. So he was not able to see. Uh. Yeah, but. It's funny, actually, his story of how he came to Singapore. He was actually, he, his dream was to be in like the sound or audio visual kind of thing. And um, he had to grow a beard in order to make himself look older to get to Singapore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: this uh, uh this, it was a uh, very common earlier days. Actually. Yeah, is that
2: why you have a beard now? <laughs>
1: uh, no, 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 yeah. uh, Before Soon I now. came here, already I had it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just trying that time. Uh, so <laughs> after I came to Singapore, now we come <laughs> longer. I so,
3: yeah, I think I think we need to kind of like remember that all these migrant workers, you know, they have families back home and then we should really treat them like a normal human
1: being. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um so and and then they're here not just to work also. I mean like every other person, you they have hobbies, they have interests, mm-hmm. they have other things they wanna try and do. Maybe because of constraints like, you know, financial means, time, they might not be able to. But like you know associations like migrant workers associations you know, they have like festivals that mm. they put forward for migrant yeah. workers to actually you know do poetry yeah. uh, to do so many things which I think is amazing uh, and sometimes I, I see that they call for volunteers yeah. um, so I think that is a good opportunity for local Singaporeans who want to get to know uh, our migrant workers better but just don't know where to start you know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the first uh step. Like we want to, I think I think in our hearts like we really welcome them. Uh it's it's uh amazing the, the work that they do for us. Uh but we just don't know how. Like yep. you saw that Channel News Asia video like a while back of uh, when they were uh following uh this migrant worker fasting in mm-hmm. Singapore and then like this family welcome. Yes. I think he was actually working on biology. The, the company oh. yeah yeah and then they welcome him uh, home welcome him to their home to like breakfast and things mm-hmm. I was talking about his family and it's just so uh, emotional really I think it, it, you need to unless you, you watch a sort of things that you don't realize that you know these people really have families back home can you imagine being separated from your family for so long yeah already
0: <laughs> actually you can do something very simple you know like uh, I think you know your HDB blocks They sometimes they have the renovation where yeah. you, they paint your house yeah. right so they will always have the gondola with the the workers there painting paint the, the house locker, and most of the time you would just close the windows and then just yeah. walk out of the room and like yeah. let them do their work <laughs> what <laughs> me and my brother do right it's like we see them and then we we'll was like hi <laughs> and then wait <we'll laughs> for them to go up, and then we we'll offer them like ice water oh. because it's very hot yes. so you know all these small little actions even saying hi um, mm-hmm. To your cleaners Downstairs Just say hi And I think they are More than happy To just like
2: yeah. Say hi too yeah. Right Yeah yeah. <laughs> I, definitely su- I definitely I suggest Like say hi Cause I think I don't know I think much um, yeah. A lot of the workers When I meet on the street mm-hmm. Right I would say hi to them and they were like, oh, hello, mm-hmm. hello. But if I do that to the locals, very rarely.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know why, but then like, it's just a lot easier mm-hmm. for and, them. And sometimes they're also very friendly. They would just say,
3: like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, and yes,
2: yes. They would just say hi.
3: Morning. And
2: it really makes a day. It just treat them like, <laughs> like a person. Yeah. We forgot Nasruh this year, Nazrul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing you. you, guys.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just listening. Yeah, it's, your guys um, are awesome. <laughs>
0: Thank oh, you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet of you, no, la, I yeah. think, but, but yeah, yeah, you know, um, especially when you are very separated from your family members abroad for many years, mm-hmm. um, you have uh, you started out your Help Societies International. Could you share uh, share a little bit more
1: about mm-hmm. what that is? Okay. The Help Society International, actually, uh, we had a uh, community, uh, safety community, those are from Angladeshi, mm-hmm. uh, they are working here. So um, we happen to meet once a year, so before COVID. So they have decided to have a committee mm-hmm. uh, for the, those groups. So um, I was uh, surprised uh, those meet up and they have been... I decided vote for me as a executive committee for those group. Then after I become a member for those uh, uh, that group, uh, eleven of us actually. So after some time, so we we planned that uh, we should do something. So as they make us the executive committee for that group, so we should do something for them. Then what to do? What to do? Then all of us. Why not we make a non-profit organization mm-hmm. whereby we can help a lot of migrant workers and not only Singapore, even the Bangladesh as well. Then we form as uh, a organization called Help Societies International. Mm-hmm. So Help Societies. We are societies. Why? Because of uh, not only one society. As sometimes we may have a uh, you know um our own faith maybe not like other faith. So why we give society? So we'll work for every faith, every people, and not only Bangladeshi, or wherever it is. Then uh, we did um, some campaign in Bangladesh mm-hmm. for the free um, medical camp. Uh, my younger brother actually is a medical doctor, no. alhamdulillah, yeah. Uh, so he's a now even uh, army captain in Bangladesh uh, at the same time, medical doctor. So I have approached him. So how we can organize those things. Then he actually guided me. And then there was a more than 11 doctor came my home, hometown. And then we organize campaign. Usually we have another organization back home in my village. So we actually get motivation from that organization. They actually usually do those things. And then in Singapore, uh, we actually able to help a lot of migrant brothers to stay alert in emotionally and we have um, conducted a lot of uh, trainings mm-hmm. for emotional health management, mm-hmm. mental health management, and then also um, learning uh, English and in all the stuff is, is keep going. And then we have a fitness group, uh, called health society's fitness group. So mm. many people like to riding cycle, uh, uh like me, uh, I'm like to run and cycling and traveling everywhere. Mm. And, yeah. <laughs> so actually had an idea then now it's work out and then we keep on doing good things. Yeah.
2: Mm, not a lot of people know that Nazra Islam was participating in a marathon <laughs> a marathon guys sometimes you forget that migrant workers also have a life outside yeah you, you mm-hmm. think that all, all they do is work but then Nazra Islam went for marathon guys marathon like how, <laughs> how do
3: you fit all of these amazing hobbies you know within your schedule right?
2: and studying Riding,
3: studying walking walking <laughs> <laughs> Family. family
1: yeah it's a lot actually uh, i i don't have proper plan like you guys uh, but um, i like to do things mm. and not uh, stop myself in a point whereby mm. Mm, only stick into something so mm. i actually try to uh, utilize my all the free times mm. Yeah, that is what I'm um, something I'm bringing and it is works actually. Yeah, yeah. Sometime so no Netflix. no we... <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> Netflix, no YouTube, uh, no sleeping. <laughs> Must do something.
1: Get out. <laughs> no, definitely watching the YouTube, watching yeah, everything is okay. But you know, when I uh, first started running, I was uh, unable to run one kilometer.
3: <gasps>
1: you know, this was very difficult for me. And then I took more than seven to eight minutes. And then uh, gradually I improve, 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 improve. Now I can finish a one kilometer about four minutes plus. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, and then earlier days, always I see how people can run 21 (laughs) kilometers. Wow, that's huge. Then in 2018, I was... uh, first actually uh, ran 21 kilometer for standard chapter uh, Singapore marathon. Hmm. And then, oh, that was awesome. I finished it two hours, uh, 18 minutes. Wow. Oh, I, I thought that's oh, a that's great achievement. <laughs> and my gym coach uh, before that, actually I uh, practiced in gym. Uh-huh. I had a gym coach. I paid $1,000 for him to learn gym, actually, in Marine Peret. Then he told me that, don't go for, you are not fit for marathon. A marathon. <laughs> I say, <laughs> Coach, stopped, you uh, I, quiet. I, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I already registered. Uh, let me try. And you did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Oh, oh, excellently. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Uh,
1: alhamdulillah.
2: Yeah. Alhamdulillah. I think one thing that I'll, I'm going to take away is that,
0: uh, don't stop doing things. Yeah. Mm, yeah. One thing that I wrote down Is like You know Dory From Finding Nemo Just, just keep, keep swimming <laughs> <laughs> But after listening To whatever he's saying There's one song it's, What's it called The Always look on The bright side yeah. Of life Yeah Different generation yeah. I don't oh know my, my name
2: Really? <laughs> I don't know what it is Yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah You yeah. know right <laughs> yeah. What's that? It's a popular song Using yeah. like commercials Yeah, yeah. No I don't know oh, I know we at it up We're <laughs> <really thinking. laughs> exactly you know she, she does <laughs> <He dance. laughs> yeah. oh, No way You guys are too old <laughs> no, no, yeah. no 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 <laughs> Anyways Thank you so much Nazar Islam For coming
1: yeah, most welcome. Yeah, it's such a
0: privilege to actually speak to you and learn mm-hmm. more about your story and the journey that you have through from Bangladesh to Singapore. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that you try to strive uh, and also to encourage your fellow peers as well is to always um, not look on the bright side, but um, was it uh, improve yourself both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. So wish you Sorry. all the best. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very hard for us to find you. So where can we actually find? You or anybody who is interested to know more about you, how can they reach out to you? Uh, uh actually, I'm ab-
1: everywhere. <laughs> uh, you I'm can popular. Uh, find me. I'm uh, no, no, not po- <laughs> say popular. Uh, you can find me LinkedIn. You can find yeah. me uh, Instagram. You can find me Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all those stuff. I think enough for present days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Even uh, if you want to meet me in personally, maybe some days, if you have enough time to run with me or no, cycle no. with me, <laughs> if you <wanna> eat, okay. <laughs> then you can find me in UT, yeah, Chow Chukang. Oh, wait,
0: time, no. yes. oh my God, seriously, wait, 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 You just mentioned UT? <laughs> yeah,
1: UT, yeah. I stay in uh, UT. You guys are
0: neighbors. My house is oh. in UT.
1: I'm not oh, joking. Z- 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 oh, Yeah. I'm just beside MRT, UT, UT MRT, yeah.
0: I'm near the Chow Chukang Stadium not oh, the, okay the yeah, world knows where you neighbor. stay now
1: excellent excellent
0: <laughs> oh my god okay okay cool so yeah. maybe inshallah when the pandemic like settles down we can definitely meet up i don't know about yeah. running lah but yeah we'll see yeah. how it goes inshallah <laughs> inshallah inshallah. inshallah,
1: inshallah. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much Nazrul, once again uh, for mm. spending time for us mm-hmm.
1: thank uh, you for all that you have done for, yes really. for us also yeah Alhamdulillah, mm. I appreciate all of your uh, good effort. And uh, don't stop here. Uh, don't <laughs> stop here. Keep doing. Actually, yeah, I already stop it. Uh, <laughs> since sometimes uh, I have a um, camera I bought by $6,000. But now I'm <laughs> not using, utilizing it. <laughs> okay, and then good. just, yeah.
2: Uh, we will look up for your first YouTube video. <laughs> I,
1: I don't dare to do <laughs> it. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> We remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, thank so, you. La. Okay,
1: okay. Thank you everyone. Thank you for uh, may Allah bless you all and have a good time ahead. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Good night. So stop here. Uh please uh, send me the video if possible.
2: Okay. Okay, hold on. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I you know know. It's, okay. it's okay It's okay We didn't realize <laughs> this it's Okay no. that was okay. Thank you for watching guys uh, Go look at Our previous episodes If you haven't Like share And subscribe This video Thank you Okay We will send you The video later <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay,
3: Thank you guys Thank you
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, guys, thanks for listening. So we'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to give us a shout out on anchor.fm/slash the halal travel podcast.
0: Your voice message could be featured in our next episode. Yep. And if you have any advertising and collaboration opportunities, contact us at info at That's I-N-F-O at com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Halal Trip.
2: We're also now on Telegram and TikTok. Until next time, get inspired, go and inspire others.